one thing I loved is that when I walked into the interview room, on the wall was a um, sort of a, a list of all the staff and how many years of service. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. 28 years, 24 years, yeah. 19 yeah, years, 18 years, 14 years. Just, I've never seen that before. And that's when I knew that this is the place for me. Welcome to the Protrusive Dental Podcast, the forward-thinking podcast for dental professionals. Join us as we discuss hot topics in dentistry, clinical tips, continuing education, and adding value to your life and career. With your host, Jazz Gulati. Hello, Simon Tucker and Andy Saunders, uh, and welcome everyone who's listening to the Protrusive Dental Podcast today. This episode is all about careers as an associate, and it's a bit of a continuation of the episode I did about finding an associate position and about your CVs. Uh, it's a very hot, sunny day today, uh, end of June. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. If you just kindly introduce yourselves and tell us about why why I might have, in, t in terms of what you think, why I've got you on the episode today to talk about finding an associate position. Let's start with you, Andy. Yeah, yeah, good afternoon. Um, my name's Annie Saunders, as you alluded to. I am the founder of the Open Wide Group. We're a careers consultancy for the dental industry. Um, I've got a bit of a different take on how I believe recruitment should be uh, undertaken. Um, I have over 10 years' experience of running a recruitment business. Uh, we launched it, uh, we took it from 0 to 25 million in eight years. It was then sold to one of the big boys. Uh, so I feel that I'm in quite a good position to tell people how to position themselves so that they are maximizing their output for how they can best show themselves off to potential new principals. Um, they might want to be owning their own practice, how they can then recruit their own associates. Uh, but, but ultimately, I'm really passionate about how dentists, A, how they recruit, um, we've come up with a mythology, the three R's of recruitment, which I'm sure we'll allude to a bit later on. Well, well Andy, I think what you're doing is you're you're taking your experience from, from you know from your recruitment sort of uh, days um, in in these successful companies that you, you know help with, and you're bringing that, you're bringing that into the dental industry, and you're really shaking it up. And and the reason I wanted to bring you on is because one thing you said to me was how CVs are now changing. Because over the past few weeks, I've been involved with helping lots of dentists with their CVs because they've you know they've since that episode I released about CVs, they've been sending me their CVs from my opinion. And I've been happy to help. But one thing that you told me about how CVs may not be the best way anymore, that really stayed the back of my mind. And I really want to talk about that uh, today as well. Uh, Simon, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hello, Jazz. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, I'm a salesman. And for over 35 years of my life, I've been selling dental products and services to dental practices all over the world. I've lived in the States. I've worked in Australia, worked in Europe. Um, in the last seven years, I've spent most of my time helping dentists and their teams communicate more effectively with patients. And that's based on understanding the fact that patients have an emotional attachment to their mouth and their mouth health. And so it's really changing the mindset of dental teams in terms of looking at the patient as a person rather than just as a set of teeth and a practical solution to their problems. Um, and I think that whole philosophy comes from the fact that dentistry is such a personal service. You know, it involves touching. Whenever a patient comes into the dentist, they're going to get their fingers in their mouth. So it's such a personal service. And I've seen over my 40 years experience that actually the whole of dental practice 
relies on that personal connection. So a personal connection between the dentist, the dentist or the principal, the principal and uh, their associates, the principal associates and the therapists, hygienists, nurses, reception staff. There, there really has to be that personal connection. When I started talking to Andy about how we could shake up the dental recruitment market, the section that was missing from recruitment in general, I think, not just in dentistry, but in my experience of recruitment, is totally non-personal. It's about you know getting CVs out there really quickly and, and filtering through them electronically. Not even in you know in my days when I was recruiting, I actually read every CV that came in. Now they're scanned by a machine, so you can get rejected because you don't have the right keywords in your CV. So what Andy's doing is building a, a network, which is a true network of people that we as a, a team can then say, actually, we know this practice and we know this associate or this hygienist, this therapist, this nurse. They'd be a really good fit because we know them. We've got to know them, not just through their CV. So that's why I'm involved. I think it's a great personal connection that Andy's creating. So. Well, it, it sounds exactly that, a very personal thing. I mean, from my knowledge that I have and my experience, is a lot of my friends are principals. And every time, I think maybe five, seven years ago, uh, the, the, the place to advertise a job vacancy for an associate would, would have been BD, uh, BDJ Jobs, which I don't yes. think is the place anymore. But back then... Even I had applied for some associate positions maybe, you know, six years ago via BDJ Jobs. Uh, and I never hear anything back because then I found out that that principal had received 400 CVs or thereabouts. Mm. Uh, mm. And really, how can an associate stand out on, on, on a piece of paper? And that's where, Andy, I think you come in. What you told me was the, the role of, of video. And that really, you know, you know, I'm a massive fan of video myself with all the things I do. <laughs> and it just blew my mind. So can you tell me about how... The CV might be dead, and what? How are you going to shake it up with the dental recruitment with with videos, maybe? So, but <clears throat> my big thing is, I'm not so sure that the CV is dead. My big thing is, how do you get that personality across on a blank piece of A4 paper with some black and white text? It, it's impossible, um, and that also hasn't changed from the probably the 1950s where the first cv was written we're now 70 years on <laughs> i mean look at the world of technology look at everything let, you have to tell me that that has to change mm. um so it has to be dead in, in that sense it has to be dead however i think now people need to have three cvs if i'm really honest i think they need to have a cv which they will send to recruitment agencies who fill to them like simon said with the keywords uh, and they need to they need to have those keywords on them uh it's a pretty boring again it's a boring it's a blank dull dull document but it gets you through to the, the barriers to be able to speak to that recruitment the first consultant. hurdle yeah it's dull it's horrible but unfortunately the, we're still living in a world where it has to be done you then i believe you need your second cv which is what you would if you were approaching a principal and a practice directly uh, which needs to be a little bit more colourful. Uh, it needs to have your picture on it. It needs to give a little bit more background about you as an individual and not necessarily your skill set, purely and simply because what we've just alluded to, you both said, it's a personal, such a personal uh, industry, dentistry. Uh, and then there's the third CV, which is what we here at Open Wide are all about, and that's your video CV. And this is where you set yourself apart from everybody else. And it's what we here at Open Wide are all about. We're all about your, your personality, how you communicate, 
and how you put yourself across. Again, we all alluded to at the beginning that dentistry is such a personal industry. Um, there is no better way of putting out across your personality than on video. Um, it, it also moves with the times. If you look over social media at the moment, everywhere is video. It's it, you've got your video. You've got it in your pocket. You will probably Wait, have Andy. Can I, can I just can I just challenge your idea if that's okay? Go just to, for it. to see if it's, if it's if it's got legs. So when you first told me that, firstly, I was I was really excited. I was like, okay, that sounds really clever because how much can you actually convey through paper? Uh, and it makes sense to uh, a video. But the issue is. Sometimes I've t I've given advice to, to young dentists that look, if you're you should be proud of the service you, you you give and you've done so many courses and you're obviously a fantastic candidate, why don't you go on some of these groups and, and say look, I'm uh, so and so I've got I've got this this and this here's my portfolio here's my CV hire me okay and people are timid shy afraid to do that because that's really putting it, putting oh, your head above the parapet so so people with video they how how can how can you help to get the best out of someone through video so they don't feel shy or timid or afraid? So that's one of the challenges I had in my head. Definitely, definitely. So on that note, we do not just dive in with a, with a video. We will not just suddenly, you might apply for a position that we're looking for. We might be speaking to you. We will not just hit the record button. We are going to have, there is a process that we go through. It's probably three stages. We will sit down and we'll have an initial chat with you. Let's get to know you a little bit as a person. Um, do your models and your values link in with ours here at OpenWide? Uh, if so, great. We then have a 90-minute debrief. So we will sit down and do a video call, maybe it be on Zoom. A video call purely simply just because it gets you used to the camera. You used to speaking to me this way. We as That 90-minute debrief is all about you both professionally and personally. So it takes out all of the um, anxiety that you might have of being on camera. It takes away all of the, the scared element, putting your head above the parapet, as you put it. It takes all that away. I've now probably spent two hours in your company, just over two hours. I've got to know you really well. I will now go away, or we as a team will go away, and we'll then work out how we feel is best to record this this scenario. We might feel that it's best to do it on a Zoom call. We might feel that it's best for you just to go away and practice on your own with your iPhone. You might feel comfortable doing it on your own, on your own in your bedroom. Um, it, it's really how you prefer to do it uh, and what gives you the confidence to do it. It's very difficult, as you said, to put your head above that parapet. We, however, will lay out everything and hold your hand the whole way through that process. We have fantastic editors as well that can edit that footage down um, so that we are putting you across in the best light. We would never also put that footage out there if you weren't happy with it. And that's something I really want to stress with because you have to be happy with what is going out there in that content. There's nothing worse than suddenly seeing a video of yourself and going, oh my God, I don't like that. Or, oh my God, oh my God, my hair looks like, what it might, oh my teeth, what it, whatever that might be. There's nothing worse than that. Um, and we want to empower you and make you confident. But that is the, they're the three CVs that you have to worry about today. But the one which is going to get you the most traction by out of a shadow of a doubt is your video CV. It's going to give you that personality. It's also going to save you time in, you might be relocating. I don't know, let's say you're relocating from Scotland down to London. You're not going to want to travel down to see one practice at a time. Um, your video, you can get out there to five or six practices 
in the space of 20 minutes. Are you enjoying the Protrusive Dental Podcast? Well, allow me to deliver you even more value. You can now download the iOS or Play Store app for free. Just search Protrusive on your app platform. Now, if you're a true Protrusive and you want to support the podcast, you want to claim CPD for all the listening and watching that you do, you want to get access to exclusive clinical walkthrough videos to make dentistry tangible, as well as a premium newsletter, access to the Protrusive Vault, and the ability to download all the clinical videos and podcast videos so you can view them offline later, you can get all of that for less than 15 tax-deductible dollars per month. So what are you waiting for? Download the Protrusive app now on iOS or Android for absolutely nothing. We work so hard on this Protrusive team, and I know you're just going to love it. Now back to the main episode. And you will just be a hell of a lot more confident also going forward. It will benefit you in your, in your job on a day-to-day basis. Um, I think on the receiving end of a video, as, as, as a, yeah, I think on the receiving end as a, as a practice principal, seeing uh, this video compared to just a paper CVs, uh, you know, in, in a professional light, and you get to connect and you get to know what someone's about, and and you touched on something there about values, and I'm so big on the importance of values and and how they should align. Uh, Simon, you you you're so well connected in dentistry, you know, loads of associates, loads of principals, business owners. There there are often stories about how. Associates and principals perhaps have clashes or teams uh, have a toxic culture. Uh, tell us about your experience uh, perhaps in, in the past and why it's so important to get those uh, uh, values to, to line up. I think it's critical, Jess, in any business. I don't care what business you're in. If you don't have people that share the same values as you, you're going to clash. You know, I know from experience, having run small businesses and big businesses, your biggest headache in any business is not money, it's not marketing, it's not sales, it's people. So, and in a dental practice, again, because it's a very intense atmosphere, you know, there's a lot of stress from the clients, from the patients, a lot of stress from each other, a lot of part-time staff, a lot of handover information, um, close working environment. So there is a lot of pressure. Um, It's very busy. So if those team members don't really gel together, you're going to get clashes, you're going to get difficulties, and that's just going to spoil the day every day. So one of the exercises I go through with every client, even when I'm just doing communication skills training, is to get and do a values exercise. Now, I've got a couple of ways of doing it, but um, we'll do this with every candidate that comes in and every practice. So and it's a simple practice. exercise. Um, we'll, we'll get um, their values nailed down. And then when the cat, so we've got a practice values of the owners and maybe some of the team members, and then we get the candidates values and we'll put them into a matrix and see where the common ground is. So we're never going to match a an associate or a hygienist therapist or anybody else with a practice where there isn't some common ground because that would just so no point even connects them in the first place let's get we'll do that bit and then through the use of video we'll be coaching the candidate to say okay these are my values this is this is who i am Um, and if if you really nail down your personal values they don't change that is who you are and there's no right or wrong values necessarily but when you're, if you're a, uh, a bit of an introvert, which a lot of dentists and, and dental people are, because it's, uh, you know, well, I'm working in this field all day, so I'm fine. I don't need to speak to people. And that's fine. But to get that across on video, what you really are about and what you care about, if you focus on your five values, I usually get five words out of them. They're, they're five core values. If you focus on those, and as Andy said, go away and practice it in front of the mirror with a friend or family member. We'll coach you through it. But just get that across in the video. Um, one of the questions I ask every audience I ever lecture to or every work, ever work with is, why did you become a clinician? Why did you become a dentist or a hygienist? And I've had some amazing answers. Most of it is, well, because it was in the family or because I care or because I'm an artist and an engineer and I, thought, and I want to do something medical. 
Um, the best one I've ever heard was a dentist. Um, he was at, in Greece. He was uh, in a big audience, and he said, I became a dentist because my wife's a dentist. And I said, tell me more. And he said, well, I was on the, I was on the architectural course at university, and I met my now wife you know, in the first year, so I switched courses just so I could be with her. <laughs> so he changed from architecture to dentistry just so he could be with his wife. Now that is a story, isn't it? You know, if, if that's on the practice video, if that's on the practice corporate video, if you like, and I'm a, I'm a, an associate or a hygienist therapist that, you know, likes that kind of family story, that family business, that family connection. Well, there's an instant, oh, I want to go meet them. So that's what we're really talking about is looking at your core values, who you are as a person, um, you know, all the other stuff's important, your qualifications and what you've done outside of work. But actually, we want to know you as a person. And I think the principals want to know who you are as a person. Because dentistry is no longer bring patients in, diagnose, treat to the best of your ability. It's bring patients in, understand them as people, diagnose the, the clinical situation, then diagnose the, the want and the why of the patient. So, you know, and every dentist, every practice does that differently. So we've got to try and match the right candidate with the right practice. Um, and it'll save, as Andy said, it'll save an awful lot of time in, you know, just sending CVs out because we'll do all that work in the background and say, right, we think we found three practices, Jess, just for you. They all line, align with your values. We think you'll like them. And then you make the choice. I think that's that also inner core. deeper and profound. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I think that also backs up why the CV is dead. Because if somebody was to write on there, their five values, whatever they might be, I'm sorry, but most people are going to look at that and go, well, that's a load of BS. It's just not true. They're not going to believe it. Whereas if they see it on a video and they can see that emotion behind that person, and you can tell whether somebody is an outgoing spoken person or what type of personality they are from the video that's created, you're more likely to believe that than you are with an A4 piece of paper. Like you said, there's 400 applicants. They've all put the same thing. And you get in, if you're going to sit there and read all of those, by the time you get to the 350th one and you read the same five values, you're going to be going, I don't believe this. It's a load of tosh. Whereas you're not going to do that on a video. Um, that, that and also one thing I, I really respect and I resonate with is, and what you said there, Simon, you mentioned about stories and, and values, but also about stories. And everyone, whether you, you know, uh, accept it or not, you have a story, you have a journey, you are unique because of the experiences that you've had. And, and that also feeds into your values and your belief system. Uh, and so to, to have a story conveyed through your video, even if it's like a 90 second video about you saying, look, this is what I care about, this is what I'm about as a dentist, uh, and, and that conveys a story that is so much more uh, engaging and memorable. So that's why I think your um, idea was genius, to be honest with you, to, to, to help connect the right you know, dentist with the right principles and, and vice versa. So that's great. Um, the next thing I want to ask is to, to make sure that those uh, in associates listening and, and principals to get the most value from this um, segment is how can you help associates find the right tribe, find the right uh, culture that they belong in? So one thing I've thought about is Yes, to, to speak to the principal and, and, and look at their, just, I mean, what can you do other than go on their website and, and, and try and suss out from their website what kind of people they are, but that doesn't really do, it, do its value. So how can you get people to do their homework correctly to make sure that they're selecting the correct um, partners, essentially? So <clears throat> we like to take a lot of that away um, from, from the associates going and doing a lot of that digging. 
as I alluded to, I've been in recruitment for probably about 10 years. And over the last two or three years, I've been working really hard on what I call the three R's of recruitment mythology. Um, and that is the reach of a candidate, how to recruit a candidate, and how to retain a candidate. Okay, in this sense, uh, let's say it's an associate or a hygienist or a nurse, not necessarily a candidate. Um, let's bring them to life a bit more. <laughs> um, and and we, you, from an associate's point of view or a hygienist's point of view, if that dental practice is working with us, they straight away they're demonstrating that they invested not only in their business but in their team and in the future because we're teaching them all three of those parapets, whereas 90% of recruitment agencies will only teach them, well, they won't teach them anything. They'll go away and tell them that we'll do the recruitment segment for them. Um, what do we do for our practices? Not only do we teach them that, but we also go behind and we video the, the, the practice. So we create a corporate video for that practice. That will be a walkthrough of the practice. Uh, there will be interviews with staff members. Uh, there'll be sit-down interviews with principals, with other dentists, hygienists, people in the practice, really getting under the skin of that practice. Because as you said, you can go on their website, but a website, it's a bit like a paper CV, if I'm honest. It's just a blank piece of paper that we have decided what we're going to put on it to showcase ourselves in the best light, which obviously you're going to, like, well, why would you not? Um, so what we want to do is we actually want to just get to know what the, the real person is, the real practice is. Uh, we'll also so do also by video. So the practice would also yeah, have also their own video. sort of, um, yeah, they have their like own account and their own profiles, uh, on our, on our, on our site. Uh, it's a walkthrough. So we do, not only do we do a walkthrough video, um, where we'll talk to a couple of members and you'll actually get to physically see what the practice looks like. Uh, That's we cool. also then sit down with the principal and one or two others to do the, video job description um again it's no copy and paste it's it's a conversation on video where you get to see the whites of the eyes of the principal you get to really find out why they're looking to recruit so you so not only so, so it's the same on both sides this is their chance to put their video cv across in a sense uh, although it's the job description it's why they're recruiting um so we unearth a lot of that. We, earth, we go to market to unearth an awful lot of the finding out about the practice for you. Now, well, Andy, you know, Andy, can I just interject there and say that I, the, the immediate benefit I see there in, in, in a post-COVID world is it saves you at least one visit. Because often, you know, you think in applying, let me go check out that practice, right? Because that's the first thing I want to do. Let me go check it out. Let me see what the reception's like. Let me see how big or small the surgery is. Uh, let me see um, how ergonomic the, the places or, or whatever. Uh, so you do all that, but you know, the, the, the human side that comes across would, would, would be amazing. And you might decide, okay, that practice not for me, or you might find that, yeah, this practice really resonates with me far more than others because of for whatever reason uh, that comes across in that video. So I think it, it can definitely save associates a, a visit, especially if they're relocating to have to, like you said, from Scotland to London, that is uh, quite clever. I think that's the biggest thing. I think you, you hit on the head there is that it saves the time it also eliminates, it, it's the elimination. You as an associate can look at that practice and go, wow, that is not the that is just not the principle I want to work for. That practice doesn't share the values that I, I share. I think there would already be a personality clash. And that is absolutely, in my opinion, that's gold dust. You've, sa you've saved everyone time, 
effort, money, you name it, it's all been saved. And I think the other great thing about it is you haven't had to hurt anyone's feelings along the way. So an associate hasn't had to turn around and say, that's not the practice for me. <laughs> but vice true. versa, a principal doesn't have to turn around and say, that's not the, that's not the associate for me. And, and we do, with video, it, you, do, you can offend people and it can upset people. Not, not being chosen for something is horrible. Um, mm. And we eliminate all of that straight away. To, mm-hmm. Just to give you an answer then, I mean, that's what we do at OpenWide to, to eliminate those barriers and how you do the research. If you do see a position or a practice that you want, that you want to do, what would I be going to do to, to, to dig a little bit further? I would want to make sure that there were certain things on their website. So the about us, I wouldn't want it just to be about the practice. I would want there to be a section where you get to meet the team and get to find out what their, what their values are, what each individual team member is. Uh, I would also be making sure that everything on that website is up to date. I would be going and checking out all social media profiles, not only of the practice, but of the people that work within that practice. Wow. Um, <laughs> Stalker level expert. <laughs> yeah. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Has to be done. I'm glad you do the dirty work. <laughs> yeah. But you, I think, and this is where I think a lot of people forget your career and what you do for a living in a lot of, in a lot of cases, it can define that person. Um, it's huge. What you've got to get up and go to this place every day, five, six, maybe six days a week. And you're in there from eight in the morning. Your first patient is maybe eight in the morning and your last patient, maybe six at night. That's a, that's a, that's a huge chunk of your life. It, the responsibility on making sure that that's the right practice for you and that the personalities fit is huge. And, mm. and I think that is one thing that is one of the reasons our industry gets a bad, in, bad, a bad reputation is because they do, as we alluded to at the beginning, just throw CVs and they don't care. And it's all about making money. It just, the money is just a completely bystander. If you're good at what you do, you'll make shitloads of money anyway. Absolutely. As I always say, yeah. As as I as I always say, man, that the the money is uh, you know once once you're good at what you do, that that will come. Um, when you're especially when you're a young dentist, I think uh, worked to learn rather than to earn. I think the earn can can compound itself later. I think to find a mentor, uh, and I think 100%. that's where with the video you get to learn. Can will this dentist principal make a good mentor? Because that's what associates want nowadays. They want mentors as well. Um, the next question I'm going to just have a look is um, Simon and Andy. There's a perception that it's very difficult to find a good associate nowadays. Uh, Simon, I don't know if you you know loads of principals. Both of you have you heard that sort of saying from a principal maybe moaning about their associate? Why do you think that exists? Uh, and what's that about? I, I do hear it a lot. Yes. Um, and I think a huge part of it is exactly why Andy's come up with this concept is because um, it's all been reliant on CVs. Um, dentists generally, let's be honest, as Andy said, you might be working in your practice eight till six as a dentist, the owner. So you're not only the owner, the head of IT, head of HR, head of finance, head of, uh, you're also head of clinical. So you're a busy person um, and you work in a 12 by 12 room all day. So you're not necessarily connected you know, very frequently to go to a meeting or, an, uh, you know, a clinical course. Um, so 
perhaps the only way you know to recruit is to get CVs in and start sifting through them. So as we've said already, you can't tell from a paper CV what that person is like. Um, and what we're trying to do is make it so much easier for the practice to say, actually, we like that person. Because as you said, associates and, and other clinicians, so hygienists, therapists, and nurses want to know about the practice they're going to join. Now, I've looked at hundreds and well, thousands of websites for dental practice all over the world. Um, I mystery shop practices when I'm going to, before I'm going to work with them as a trainer. So I'll go in as a patient if I can get away with it, if nobody knows me. Wow. So what you see on the website is rarely what you see when you get there. Mm. So if you're an associate or a, a, another clinician looking for a position, the website will only tell you so much. So our aim is to get behind that so you don't have to do all the research. But um, also, as Andy's alluded to, if we can get the principal on video and the, and the owners of the business and some of the other staff that have worked there for a while on video, explaining who they are, what the business is about, you suddenly get a whole lot more communication and, and, and knowledge up. Um, so there are hundreds and hundreds of really, really talented associates, hygienist therapists, dental nurses in the market, hundreds of them. A lot of them unhappy in unhappy places because there's just not a match between their values and the practice they're working in values. Mm -hmm. But I, so I just want to pick on one thing you said market, there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I just want to pick on one very important thing you said there and something no one ever talks about. When dentists are looking for a, a new position, they look at the practice, they look at mm -hmm. the principal, they look at whether they've got rotary endo, um, yeah. what the remunerate, what, the, what percentage they're on, all those things, yeah. right? And the nurse is someone who you meet on your first day at work. Once you've you know, gone through all the hurdles, you've shaken yeah. the hand, you signed the contract, then you meet the nurse. But I think I'm, as a dentist, I'm, I'd, you know, I'd actually rather work in a practice that is not all bells and whistles, that is not everything I wanted, but the nurse is amazing. That actually yeah. speaks volumes for me as someone who's going to work there eight to six, six days a week or whatever than having an amazing practice with a high turnover of nurses or nurses who just don't align, who just come in and it's just another work there and they're, and they're constantly thinking about going home and they're not really engaged at work. So yeah. I, I think, I just thought of it now that what you guys can, can sort of help to do is not only connect the dentist to the practice, but the wider team. And I think they, you know, put the emphasis on the nurses, I think, because nurses think are so, so important. Jazz and I, you, you and I both know, I said, I've been, my, when I first started selling in dentistry, I was selling toothbrushes to dentists. And most of the people I met were either hygienists or dental nurses. And I did a lot of talks at dental schools to nurses in training, to hygienists in training, because that was the time to get them in terms of, you know, get them on board with your products. But you and I both know how fundamentally important it is to a good working day to have an excellent dental assistant. Because, you, you know, if you're just putting your hand out and they're putting the right instrument in your hand, your day goes more smoothly, doesn't it? You know, I know, I know nurses have to be trained and they have to learn to work with you as a person because every dentist is different. But once they've done it, and I would say, if I was an associate looking at a position, the first people I would want to speak to in a practice are actually the nurses to see how they're treated. Because if you're treating the nurses well and the decon nurses well, then you're probably doing everything else well. As you said, the equipment and the practice is not as important. And ultimately, as an associate or as a hygienist, if you're not happy with the instruments you're given, buy your own. You can, you know, you can do it. You 100%. can take your own kit if you want to. Yes, it's lovely if they've got a CAD cam. Yes, it's lovely if they've got a, you know, uh, a panoramic. Yes, it's lovely if they've got a CT scanner. But ultimately, that relationship with a SIP, biggest problem business, people. Dentistry is a very people-centric business. And 
if you've got great reception team, you've got great nursing team, you've got great decom team, you've probably got great clinicians. And, you know, I, I would avoid like the plague a practice that is just regularly taking student nurses who are on apprenticeships at very low rate and then changing them when they get another one. Because that tells you a lot about the core values of that practice. So, And yes, we, we will be connecting nurses, hygienists, hygienist therapists into this same environment because it's a team effort. You know, it's, it's so important. Are you going to be quality assuring these practices so that the these type of practices that have this sort of... Uh... That don't have these sort of you know values that we just spoke about having you know respecting and treating the nurse as well. Is that part of your process in terms of which one hundred one hundred percent one hundred percent? We, as I alluded to at the beginning, we we don't just go. We won't just do the the recruitment. Now, if they don't sign up to the three R's of recruitment methodology, so how you reach them, how you recruit them, and how we're talking about now is retain them. They don't share the same values as us as a business, so we know straight away it's not going to be a match. Yes, we can get them the candidate or the associate that they want or the hygienist they want, but what's the point? It's not going to be a long-lasting relationship. It's not going to benefit us as a business. It's not going to benefit them as a practice because the associate or the hygienist or the nurse is just not going to be, probably going to be there in six months. And dare I say it, you then become a recruitment company a recruitment agency and, and i and mm -hmm. i don't want to bad 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 mouse recruiters because there are some absolutely phenomenal ones out there it's just unfortunate that it's a process we're just changing the process uh, and and how we do it and we're going to be a bit more methodical and a bit more hardcore in who we actually work with we won't just work with any practice we won't just work with any associate they have to, we all have to align into the same belief system and therefore, our networks will expand organically, really, um, because we're all on the same page. Uh, uh, and that's how we will build something brilliant. And that's how you build a great practice, ultimately. And I think, Jess, pick up on what Andy said earlier about, and you, you said, oh, the professional stalking. But again, when you look at brand of any business, people think the logo is the brand. And certainly, again, dental practice focus a lot on their logo and the image. But the brand is everything. It's the logo, it's how you behave, it's the material you give out, it's how you treat your customers, how you treat your staff. And so, if you again, if you, you look at the social media profile of um, a dental nurse, if they're really connected to their practice, their social media feed is full of stuff about the practice, what they've done as a team, what they've done to raise money for charity this week, mm -hmm. you know, dress up days, dress down days, whatever it might be. If their One of the social media feed has got nothing to do with the practice, it's probably an indication that it might be about the person, but it's also a good indication that the practice is not really valuing that person. And I said, if they're not valuing their dental assistants and their reception team, they're not valuing everything else. So one of the key things that we teach uh, business owners, uh, principals on the retaining side of staff is who are your best ambassadors? Who are your ambassadors? Your ambassadors are your staff members. They already work Absolutely. for you. They already love working for you. So you're obviously doing something brilliant. Let them shout from the rooftops about it. What it they, are, they are the people that make your business, are your staff. And if you don't believe that from the outset, you've got no hope. And you will constantly have a revolving door. Your staff are your biggest ambassadors. And the minute you start to believe that, you'll start doing things a lot better. A simple indicator I look for in a practice, Jess, when I go in, 
if on the reception desk there's all the little business cards for the clinicians with their photograph on it, that's great. But I want to see them for all the team members, including yeah. the nurses. Now, the nurses might not want their phone number on it, just the practice is fine. But again, I, I'm saying to them, look, while you're out in town um, shopping, while you're in a nightclub, while you're meeting with your friends, if somebody says, what do you do? You say, I'm a dental assistant. And they say, oh, I'm looking for a new dentist. Give them your business card. Now, again, business cards cost pennies. You know, you, you can get 50 for next to nothing. So again, if a practice invested in, in business cards, not just for the owners and the clinical staff, but for everybody, again, that's a good indicator that it's possibly a good practice to go and look at and decide you might want to work for. So. I, I, I love that. And one of the things I could tell you about my own personal situation, I've, I've now started working in Reading, brand new practice. I was supposed to start just uh, before COVID kicked off March 30th. Uh, so I've just uh, uh, you know, started working there now. The main thing that attracted me to this practice, I mean, there's loads of things. You know, one of my best mates is a the principal there, um, good location next to my wife. But one thing I loved is that when I walked into the interview room, on the wall was a um, sort of, a list of all the staff and how many years of service oh, and wow. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it 28 years 24 years yeah. 19 70. years 18 years 14 years just i've never seen that before and that's when i knew that this is the place for me because people once they come here they're happy uh they they feel fulfilled and everyone's treated well and i'm so far very, very happy even just three days there i can tell the culture is just magnificent so any associate looking for a job find that out and if you can't Ask Andy. <laughs> Again, that, but that just backs up what I've just said, doesn't it? Your staff are your best ambassadors. And there they have them front and center, on the wall, front and center, 19 years, 18 years. They are their ambassadors. That is the business. You're also spending, as we alluded to at the beginning, maybe 12 hours a day with those people. You want to like them and you want to get on with them and they've got to share your values and beliefs. Because if they don't, you're not going to be happy in your job and you're going to want to move on. Um, well, I hope those listening uh, were able to gain a couple of insights about how we should think differently about the practices we're approaching. Think about the wider team. Think about the values which are really hot on. Uh, think about maybe investing in a video sort of uh, presence and to really uh, spice up your you as a you know to showcase yourself in a better way that actually shares your story, shares your personality, and actually improves the chance of maybe aligning with the right practice which ultimately will hopefully stop the days where we're hearing about there's no such thing as a good associate. Uh, any, any, any closing comments, gentlemen? I, I would Thank say you. exactly that, Jess. Look at, look at your own values. And if any of your audience want the value um, program, I'll send it to them. It's very quick. I'll analyze it for them. I'll feed it back to them. Um, they can just drop me an email um, through you or, you know, however they want I'll to put that on. with us. Yeah. So I'll, I'll happily, happily do that. And I said, look at your own values. But most yeah. of all, get, come, come to people like yourself Talk to other people. Don't try and do it alone. Um, and if it's just about a CV-based application, start looking elsewhere because you need to you need to be looking at a different practice and a different way of getting connected to that practice. Because ultimately, as you said, you're you're now very happy at your new practice in Reading, but you've got a good feeling from that first meeting, from the you know the chart on the wall. Now we want to show all that before you even go for that first meeting. We want to get that across in the in the video about the practice. So I said. When you go, when you log onto the site and you've signed up and you can log in to see what practice we've got, you'll see an interview with the receptionist. You'll see an interview with one of the dental nurses or at least one. You'll see interviews with the principals, with other associates. So you can immediately see if you connect with them or not. If you don't, as Andy said, no shame. You just say, no, that's not mine. I'll look at another one. So before you've even met them, you can make that decision and really get under the skin of it. So that's the important thing. So. Brilliant. Andy? I'll just say that it can be a stressful uh, and 
um, it can be stressful and, and, and people, there are people out there that are willing and to, to take that stress away from you. And that's something that we want to do. We want to take all of that stress and that worry away from you and get to know you as an individual. That's really all I want to do is have a chat with you and get to know you as an individual. Cause I know that with the networks I've got and that we have at open wide, we can put you in touch with the people that you'll work best with and then you will flourish. And that's really what we want to do. Our, our, our mission is to connect like-minded professionals every day. And that basically How can means someone that, get in touch? What's the best way for someone to, as an entry point in terms of, okay, I, I want to find out more. How can, you can drop how can me an email. Started? Mm-hmm. You can drop me an email at andy at openwide.group. Uh, the website is openwide.group. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. There are hundreds of ways to get hold of me. Um, Jazz, if you would, you can probably put a link to one or two of those um, will, will, in the, yeah, in the notes. Um, people, re- my phone number, if people want it, I'm, I'll, I'll sit down and talk to anyone all day. I love talking to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we, we can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. It's been a pleasure, Jazz. A pleasure. <laughs> Jazz and I have enjoyed listening to you today, Andy. Let's <laughs> well, yeah. just hope a few other people do. Let's hope everybody else does, yeah. I'm sure they will. Jazz, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank yeah, you no, much. Thank I found it really useful. Thank you.